Hey, do you think you could grab me a coffee on your way home from work tomorrow? I can absolutely get you a coffee on my way home. Sweet. True podcast. I'm Bethany and I'm here with my husband Jake. Hey everybody. And we're so excited to be giving you guys our first official topical episode here at Whatever is True. So today we're going to be talking about something that I think Jake and I kind of made up a term for. We definitely gave it its name, but it's been around for a while. As soon as we start talking about it, I know you guys are going to be able to think back and know that you have been in these situations or you've seen these situations online. So what we are talking about today is called the culture of husband and wife bashing. So let me first start with what it is not. We are not talking about a physically abusive marriage. When we use the term bashing, we're talking about tearing down your spouse behind their back. This is the degradation of marriage through social media, such as Instagram and Facebook, memes being shared, as well as this happening in friend groups and venting sessions. And this is due to hurt or dissatisfaction from or in your marriage. And the majority of the time, this bashing comes across in the form of jokes. It's funny because it's true kind of deal. So women will tear their husbands down with jokes like, well, I've got four kids, five if you count my husband, or I can't leave him alone with the kids. I can't go take a shower because they destroy the house. Or along the lines of the house, he comes home from work and doesn't help out around the house, doesn't help out with the kids. Or there's the age-old sneaking in packages so that he won't see them on the doorway or like what you're buying from target don't let them see the receipts for that and it also guys will go against their wives if she's a stay-at-home mom that he might jokingly say oh yeah she sits around all day or oh she just nags and nags when i want to go play a round of golf with the guys as we were thinking about examples for this bashing culture, we did realize that there were more aimed at the guys than at the girls. There definitely happens across the board, but it was very interesting to see that men were more the target. Yeah, I agree. So this begs the question, like, why do we do it? Why is this so popular? And I think first off, it just appears as like innocent humor. Jake, you just shared a lot of jokes. And a lot of these jokes are just very relatable among husbands and wives. It also does really well on social media. Like it makes its way across social media really quickly. And even if you're not an influencer or a blogger, I think it makes us happy when people start to share the things that we're posting or talking about because we think it's a, you know, it's like a popular thing. Yeah, it's easy to jump on a bandwagon and just go along with it. Absolutely. Um, I do think that this comes from a place of hurt, though. And we tend to 
hide our hurt through jokes. Another reason as to why we do this is it builds camaraderie. You can join in and support a conversation really easily if you are talking ill about your husband. I remember when we first moved to Pittsburgh, Jake and I really didn't know many people in this city. And so we joined a church and very quickly were put into a small group with a bunch of other wonderful young married couples. Well, shortly after joining, they had a girls' night and a guys' night. And it was on the same night. Jake went somewhere with all the guys, and the girls all ended up at a restaurant. And as we're sitting there talking and waiting for our food, one of the other girls just starts talking about her husband in a really ill manner. And I remember being like really thrown off guard. And there was part of me that was thinking, oh, well, I should probably like say something negative too so that like she knows she's not alone and that we all have struggles in our marriage. But I really didn't want to. I also, in the specific situation she was talking about, it wasn't something that we were struggling with in our marriage. But right there, there was this like unspoken desire to really become friends with these people. And I thought, hey, if I can go in on this too and and share my struggles, we can have this support system instilled. Facebook has actually been studied and shown that we as people are more likely to talk about something that we don't like than what we do like. You know, it's easier to say, what you dislike about um, a presidential candidate that you don't like or a religion, religious belief you don't agree with, whereas you're less likely to talk about the things that you do like and encourage people with that. Right. I think we talked about even just the minute example of going to a restaurant and even if the food was really delicious but the server or the waiter was really rude and unhelpful. Right. What's that Yelp um, review going to be? Right. What's like it going to have? Is it going to be, oh, the food was delicious. No, it's going to be that waiter was awful. Service took forever and so on. Think about my birthday when we went out to eat. That one, that server was awful. I don't remember how the food was. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't even, even if the food was so good, I think there would be part of me that would be a little nervous to go back because what if he still works there and what if we get him again right. as as a waiter yeah so exactly and you know the last reason here for under why we do it is that we don't want people to feel alone and that's certainly how i felt being in that small group with those women i didn't want her to feel alone like she was the only one really struggling in her marriage um it could be an awkward situation you know if they're opening up and you're like I don't have anything to add to this. My my marriage is perfect, which it's not. Like that's definitely what are you talking not. About? Yes, it is. Not what we're saying here, but that is where that you know we can have that tendency to want to make someone not feel alone and you know be supportive for them. There are a lot of dangers to this bashing culture. This culture that might seem innocent and just full of a lot of jokes. 
And the main danger that we have found in this is that it goes completely against the Bible. And as we shared in our intro episode here, our hope and our goal for this podcast is just to bring to light what the Bible says on these hot topics. So the first verse I'm going to start with here, and we'll put all of these references in the show notes for you guys as well. But the first one is 1 Peter 3.8, and it says, Finally, all of you have unity of mind, sympathy, brotherly love, a tender heart, and a humble mind. And the part that really stands out to me is the unity of mind. And in a marriage, that is what our goal should be, is to be unified with each other. The next verse is 1 Corinthians 1.10, and it says, No divisions among you. I'm going to tie that one in with the the next verse, which is Proverbs 16, 24, and it says, a whisperer separates close friends. And when I think of whispering, I think of divisions happening behind people's backs. And if we are in a separate conversation away from our spouse, we are whispering about them. We are talking about them behind their back. And that is going to like get rid of that unity that we were just talking about that is so important. It's going to begin to divide you. Because your husband's not going to know what you're talking about and what you're complaining about and what your issues are if you're not going directly to him, but are instead talking about him with someone else in a negative manner. Ephesians 5.25 says, Husbands, love your wives as Christ loved the church and gave himself up for her. Guys, ladies, If we are talking ill about our spouses, we are not taking care of them the way Christ took care of the church. And then James 1.26 says, If anyone thinks he is religious and does not bridle his tongue, but deceives his heart, this person's religion is worthless. Our marriages are meant to be set apart from the world. So if we are talking behind our spouse's back or ill of our spouse, are we differing ourselves from the world? Are we showing what a godly marriage can be to both saved and unsaved people? That's such a good point because it's so easy to think, well, as a Christian, we still get frustrated with our spouse just like the unbeliever also gets frustrated with their spouse. But this is just a great example of showing how we are meant to be set apart from the world in how we handle that frustration. It's not that that frustration doesn't occur in a Christian marriage, but what we are doing with it is what sets us apart and what is different from the world. So ultimately, with this culture, you are harming your marriage. You are hurting your spouse, and you're also hurting your spouse's reputation. There is nothing fruitful from this culture of bashing. It might make you feel good for a moment to let it out in a great venting session. But at the end of the day, you are not building up your marriage. You are tearing it down. However, iron sharpens iron, doesn't it? It does. So if we're together and we have an issue, or I have an issue, and I'm hanging out with my Christian friends, 
why can't I talk about things that are frustrating me? Like, when is it okay for me to share frustrations in my marriage? Right. Like, is it ever justified? So first off, you know, we, Jake and I understand that some marriages right now are going through a hard time. Like those of you listening, I'm sure there are some of you who are really experiencing a a rough patch in your marriage. And we do want to say that we highly encourage counseling, having a mediator um, in some of your important conversations. And we understand that it is frustrating and it is hard. But we also believe that it is something to be worked through as a couple and it doesn't give you an excuse to bash. You need to find that line between venting, complaining, bashing, like that is one side of it, versus sharing your frustrations in a fruitful manner with a trusted companion counselor friend who has good motives to help you. And these are like the the two categories there. And you need to differentiate which one are you in when you're having this conversation. Because that is a thin line. It can very easily go, hey, I need your advice on this issue. And then as soon as you start talking about that, you can go, oh, well, she's doing this too, or he's doing this. That's really annoying me. And you can just cross that line very, very easily. Right. And you're not sugarcoating it by any means. It doesn't mean that you need to say, my husband never messes up or never frustrates me or we never have issues. There are factual situations and circumstances that happen in a marriage. Sometimes they can be dealt with just between the husband and the wife, but there are situations that can occur that are going to require a third party to be involved to get that advice. And so in those times, be factual, but don't like go on and on just venting and complaining about your spouse. Right. I mean, it. Uh, scripture talks about it in multiple places about having wisdom from elders um, and that not necessarily elders in your church, just but from people with, with wisdom and experience, right? Sure. Like we should always be looking to mentors to help us in these times of struggle. Because I don't care how long you've been married, there's someone that has been married longer than you that can help you, that has gone through situations like this. Yeah, and just has a lot of wisdom to bestow. So we came up with a couple of questions that we think would be very helpful when you are trying to decide which category, which camp are you in? That first question is, what are my heart's intentions? When we have our husband's or our wife's best interests at heart, then our intentions are going to be pure in trying to fix the situation as opposed to complain about the situation. The next question is, how am I portraying my spouse? And I touched on this a little bit uh, just before. It doesn't mean you're sugarcoating what's happening. You are being factual, but you're also not dragging your husband or your wife's name through the, the ground or through the mud. And the last question is, have I spoken with my spouse about this matter already? What do you mean? You're supposed to know everything that I'm thinking and know that you're annoying me without me saying a single word. 
Yeah. So I remember when we were first married and I still had this mentality that I had had as a teenager that Jake should be able to read my mind. I probably had read entirely too many Nicholas Spark books and watched too many chick flicks. And so I thought that when I was having a rough day or something was wrong, that Jake was supposed to be able to read my mind and know exactly what was wrong and be able to fix it right away. Yeah, that still doesn't happen. <laughs> I don't know where we're going with this. <laughs> we're talking about communication. Like uh, we have why. to talk to each other about things that bother us before we start talking to other people. Exactly. And know that your spouse is not a mind reader. And if you're really frustrated that his socks are always ending up two inches from the laundry basket, just tell him. Yes, communication is super key. You need to have good communication in just about everything, but especially in your marriage. Like, because you have to be a team. If you're on a team, any team, I don't care what team, sports, business, anything like that, you need to have communication. You need to work with each other. Bethany, do you know who Michael Jordan is? I do know who Michael Jordan is. Okay, good. Because if not, this analogy would not work. Is that a really popular baseball player, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I know he was a golfer. <laughs> okay, okay. <laughs> I kid, I kid. I'm I sorry. hope you do. Oh my goodness. <laughs> Anyways. Just to see Jake's expression. Michael Jordan, possibly the best basketball player of all time. In my opinion, he is the best of all time. However, even though he was an all-star, does not mean that he won all those championships by himself. What made him such a good player is that he made his team better. He brought them up to his level. He didn't just expect them to pass the ball to him for him to shoot all the time. He made Scottie Pippen one of the best players in the NBA right alongside of him. So my point with all that is you need to build up your team. You can't be the silent warrior just marching through with things that annoy you. You need to have communication and talk with your wife. And you and your husbands, you need to build each other up. And a quick Google search brings up 24 verses about building each other up. First Thessalonians says, therefore, encourage one another and build each other up, just as in fact you are doing. Ephesians 4.29, we are commanded to build each other up. Every time I hear that verse, I always think of the old school Christian band, Building 429. Did you listen to them? Uh, no, I know the name because of you. But I I loved them growing up. Should I look into some of their music? Maybe, but I, I've just always remembered this verse because of that band. I feel like they did a really good job helping memorize scripture. I would agree. Hebrews 10, 24 through 25. And let us consider how we may spur one another on towards love and good deeds, not giving up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. Romans 15.5 says, May the God who gives endurance and encouragement give you the same attitude of mind towards each other that Christ Jesus had. 
So not only are we commanded and told in scripture to build each other up, but it's also like our best defense when it comes to tackling marriage biblically and really facing the temptations and the snares of the world. Bethany, you're you're my most important person. You like you're right there beside me. So if I'm not building you up to help me, to help us with our children, with our lives, then we're just two people trying to make things work. And not tapping into what a marriage is supposed to be, like how God intended it to be as that unit, as that team to help each other and to really benefit the family unit. Exactly. So I would add to that list um, for how to work to fix this culture. I would say don't be afraid to say something when you're in a group. And saying something doesn't mean that you are placing yourself above others or have to act like a goody two-shoe. It's just redirecting the conversation and being encouraging and maybe giving productive help or tips if you have any to give about their marriage. And then lastly, we can combat this culture by doing the opposite. I know that there have been times where I have been in a group of people and it's been so easy to gossip or slander a person. It doesn't even necessarily need to be my husband, but it could be another person who is not there. And then when somebody decides to take that bold stand and to say, hey, like we're actually not supposed to be talking about someone behind their back or you know what, I just choose to think the best about that person. It has stopped me in my tracks and made me feel convicted and realize that I am in the wrong and that what that person is doing is right. And so you have an opportunity to be a light in the world with this, in this culture, and encourage those around you to be living in line, in step with the Bible. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. And as we wrap things up here, we just want to leave you guys with a few points. Um, We are to have a set-apart marriage. We're supposed to go against the grain. So don't participate in these jokes. Communicate with your spouse. Get counseling if your marriage needs it. Or even just as a preventative also, there's nothing wrong with getting counseling, even if your marriage isn't experiencing really intense situations. Absolutely. I mean, just people communicate differently and to have a third party there to kind of just help smooth things out can really help a a good marriage become great. Yeah. And I would add to that list just to ask God for wisdom on this topic in your marriage and also how to deal with it in your friend circles when you are experiencing people talking poorly or bad about their spouse behind their back. Be sure to check out the show notes for this. Uh, We're going to link some Bible study recommendations that you can be doing with your spouse. And be sure to check us out on social media. Before next week's episode, you can find us on Instagram at whateveristrueco. That's whateveristrueco. We had a great time researching this episode and we look forward to seeing you next week as well.